These are true stories from the files of the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. What you're about to hear is not a news broadcast, nor is it affiliated or officially associated with the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. Join me. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. 33-year-old Gail Delano was a single mother of two teenage boys who lived in Maine and sought companionship through newspaper personal ads. On June 21st, 1986, she went to meet a date at the local Howard Johnson's restaurant and suddenly vanished. Her friends and family wondered if she was met with foul play or engineered her own disappearance. The day before she vanished, her sons overheard her having a two-hour phone conversation with a man named John who they assumed she met through the personal ads. The next morning, she told her sons that she would meet the man at the Howard Johnson's restaurant later that day in Brunswick and hopefully spend the afternoon with him. When Gail's son Ryan returned home that evening, he discovered his mother was not home. The next day, when she was still not home, her family called the police. There was no indication at that point that there was any foul play. Basically, it was an adult woman who has gone out and spent the night the history we got was that that's not unusual for her to, to spend the night out, although it was unusual for her to do it without calling. You know, when she'd been gone that long, it, it just wasn't right because she was so careful about uh, keeping track with the children where she was that we knew if uh, she'd been gone for that long that, that something was haywire. Gail's car was found abandoned at the restaurant, and at first sight, authorities did not suspect foul play. Gail would sometimes spend the night with friends or dates, so it was assumed that she would eventually come home. However, her family suspected foul play. When Gail's car was searched, nothing was found of interest. When we got the car open, we tried to see if there would be a note or anything that would be from Gail that would explain particularly who she was with, because at this point we figured this guy that she had the date with had done something. We looked the car over and there was nothing in the car. Normally, I know the person's first and last name and where where he's from, but this one time we just missed the one had to be that one time. I'd spoken with her earlier that afternoon, and she said, I have a feeling I'm going to have a date, I'm going to do something happy, and I'm going to have fun this weekend, and then look what happened. Two hours later, a busboy at the restaurant found a set of keys where Gail's car was parked. Andrew Howard Johnson called the Brunswick Police Department to notify them that one of their busboys had found a set of keys in the parking slot where Gail Galeno's car had been parked prior to their moving it. When the policeman handed those keys, he said, are these Gail's keys? And I said, oh my God. I said, they'd have to kill her short of getting those keys from her. And I just about came unglued then and I said the pot, you've got to find my baby. Where is she? Where is Two she? Two weeks after that, a nine-year-old boy found Gail's purse in the bushes of the restaurant. Finding the purse at the parking lot kind of raised our concern about the possibility of foul play. I was just heart sick when, when I found out because, again, she would not let go of that handbag short of being bopped in the head or dragged away. Actually, the pocketbook was very neat inside and uh, quite orderly. 
So it appeared right from the beginning that it had not been rifled through by anybody looking for any type of money or things of this nature. Although the purse appeared untouched, there was no money in it, which was odd because Gail always kept cash in her wallet. After this discovery, police began to suspect foul play. Based on her date book, detectives began to question all the men Gail had dated in the past year. All of the men had alibis for the time of the disappearance, including a man named John. This man is not believed to be the same John that Gail had went on a date with. Despite keeping records of all the men who had called her, for some reason, Gail did not mention John's last name in the personal information. A new theory emerged when police interviewed a radio DJ named Kristen Roy. Roy stated Gail had called his station multiple times prior to her disappearance, and he felt that she was suffering from depression. I was working the overnight at this radio station, and Gail would call sometime after 1 o'clock in the morning just to talk and go on in general about life experiences. And then Gail finally asked if I would like to meet her. Gail always seemed to be very, very sad or depressed, almost to the point of not being able to move. Always you felt that Gail was just going to perhaps give up at any moment, just cease to exist, disappear, literally, right sitting there on the couch. Authorities began to suspect that Gail may have disappeared and committed suicide elsewhere. Her family considered the possibility, but did not want to believe that she could do such a thing to her family. Gail's family began circulating missing persons flyers with truckers. One year after Gail vanished, a trucker named John Scott recognized her photograph as a woman that he'd given a ride to several months earlier. On uh, Friday, August 14, 1987, I received a phone call in the evening from a man named John Scott of Swansea, South Carolina. Earlier that day, he'd seen a missing persons poster of Gail Delano. He recognized that woman as one that he had given a ride to several months earlier. I was with her somewhere in the neighborhood of 24 hours. She didn't talk too much, but she had that northern accent pretty bad. You know, you could tell she was from up north. She was sort of a neat type of woman, and most of you catch these regular hitchhikers, I'd call them, and truck stop queen. You don't see how they dress, you don't know how they go. But this woman was dressed pretty neat. You could tell she was different than the regular one, you know what I'm talking about? I asked him, did he notice anything about her, whether she was on medication or took any medication or anything of this sort? He did notice some pill bottles, but he had no idea what might be in them. My next question to him was how sure he felt that this was, in fact, Gail Delano. I would bet money on it. The trucker did notice some pill bottles, but did not know what was contained in them. He was certain the woman he had given a ride to was Gail, especially because of her northern accent. This further led authorities to believe that Gail may have engineered her own disappearance for unknown reasons. Yet still, her family and friends were uncertain if she would have been able to do such a thing and remain hidden for so many years. Her mother even believed that she might have suffered from amnesia wandering around aimlessly without knowing her identity. Gail could have told the children that she was going to a restaurant to meet a gentleman by the name of John. Gail could have easily driven to the restaurant, parked her car, either concealed the keys somewhere under the car, or merely tossed them under the car, stating to herself she was going to give up her identity, throw the purse in the shrubbery, and either catch a ride with somebody leaving the restaurant area 
or perhaps even a truck driver live in the area. The Gail Delano I met did not seem to have it together enough or brave enough or sure of herself enough to just pack it up and head for another part of the country without telling anyone what she was doing. They couldn't even get Gail Delano to go for a Sunday drive or out to a restaurant or for an ice cream. And I really cannot picture Gail Delano as just getting in a car and just going to the other side of the country. She could just as well have thrown her hands up and said the heck with it all and just took off. But what we're afraid of is that she's out there wandering around, possibly not knowing who she is, needing our help. I want her to know that if she's well and happy, and I pray she is, she doesn't have to come home. She doesn't even have to call. She'll just let somebody know that she's alive so that we can the authorities, her family, and her friends just want to know what happened to her and to make sure she was okay. Update. Sadly, Gail was found to have committed suicide in a Mobile, Alabama hotel while registered under the false name of Jackie Stafford within a few days after disappearing. After the Unsolved Mysteries broadcast, a forensic administrator who was watching Notice the similarities to a woman found in the hotel two years earlier. When I saw uh, the photograph, I, I immediately saw the re resemblance between Ms. Delano and an unidentified body that we had in our laboratory in Mobile. Forensic tests confirmed the identity. This case originally aired on Unsolved Mysteries on October 5th, 1988, and is considered solved and closed. Some of these stories remain unsolved. Perhaps someone out there listening holds the vital answer to solving the mystery. Perhaps it's you.